and welcome to Dice and a Slice, the only D&D 5e podcast powered by baked goods. My name is Joshua Gould, I am your Dungeon Master, PJ-clad maniac, and all-round comfort gremlin. I'm joined today by a slice of chocolate cake with blackcurrant jam, courtesy of my lovely mother, and also I have with me a healthy bottle of water. Stay hydrated, keep your brain soft and wet. Well, that was just beautiful. I'm really glad that I'm coming in after that. <laughs> How wet is your brain feeling, Jazz? Not, no, do you know what? My brain is feeling uh, dry and shriveled because I'm not feeling well. But uh, hi, everybody. My name's Jazz and I am playing Skylar. I am joined today by uh, some garlic bread because I'm lazy and sick and tired uh, and also coffee so that I can get through the aforementioned sick and tiredness uh, and I will take Josh's advice and, and get some water at some point because I wish that my brain was nice and supple like yours. <gasps> Supple. Yeah. <laughs> what a word. Flexible. My, my brain may be supple, but it is also smooth, so, you know. Malleable. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a wet brain is very supple. Is that the right word? No. Yeah. Oh. Are you sure? <laughs> Slippery, I would have said. Slippery. Wiggly. Yeah. Wobbly. Like, like jelly. jelly. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Okay, I, I long for a jelly-like brain. <laughs> what a beautiful tactile sort of intro this has been. <laughs> We're really, really getting into, like... You know the audience's mind right now. With, with they are here to hear about cakes and have a nice time, not hear you describe Josh's brain. Yeah, we're ruining this. <laughs> do you know what? Do, do you know what? I'm not feeling very well, so everyone can join me. This is called sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Alicia, and I play Tala, and I'm also joined today by a slice of chocolate cake. So not only do Alice and Jazz share a slice this week, ladies and gentlemen, Josh and I are also being lazy and sharing a slice. I'm not a massive fan of blackcurrant jam, but it's actually really, really good in the cake. So, oh. Helen, good job. I actually was a bit apprehensive to try it, but um, it is very nice, so I take back all my apprehension. I was about to start finding the contract for the renting of the house and scribbling my name out so I can move back home. <laughs> you wish you're in it now. Yeah, because yes. they've moved in together now. Josh and Alicia have moved in together. Yeah. They've got a house. They yeah. are now near us, so when we lockdown are. is over, we can see them. But in the meantime, they can see each other. Yeah, That's true. That's Which is nice. What a nice change for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm Alice. I also have garlic bread and I'm not sick, but I am just kind of a little bit spaced. But I think it's because the kind of existential Hendrix dread is creeping in on me as I look mm. at this character sheet. So I think I'm ready. <laughs> one foot in character, one foot in the grave. The Hendrix dread <laughs> is creeping in. <laughs> it's fine. He only had like a, you know, semi-tormenting session last time. When does he not? <laughs> <laughs> like alternate, se- every like, other session is a like tormenting Hendrix session. <laughs> it's like a magnet for it. Tragedy just like follows him. Yeah, it's almost like the attitude you put out into the world comes back to you or something. It's almost like worshipping a demon might not bring positivity and love into your life. That too, yeah. He's starting to think about that one. We'll see if he figures it out. Let's see how he ends up. I'm positive about the whole thing. It could be a teachable moment for him. Yeah. So, Skylar, would you like to tell us what happened last time? Well, uh... Everything really, I think the phrase is kicked off. We opened up with Hendrix all, uh, well, he was all passed out down in the uh, in the tomb there. And so we just headed up the stairs and uh, there were lots of tigers fighting these zombie creatures, which was very confusing and very scary. 
So we decided to try and get out of there and get back towards where the rest of our crew were. Then Hendrix came out of his dream sequence and told us that we had to like break the cycle. So I wasn't sure what to do. And I thought that, well, I can at least pretend to be one of the y'all priests. I went back to try and tell the gods to go and find the hag that had escaped. Meanwhile, Tyler went back towards the village area and found that all of the fish people were now elves. Meanwhile, Hendrix was using his tentacle to try and sort out the tiger until the tentacle got like absorbed into it. And now Hendrix doesn't have his tentacle no more. Uh, but the tiger is all oily and slippery and uh, has tentacles now. So really, we're, we're in a bit of a pickle. So, Skylar, you're stood towards the top of the temple wearing a robe and a crown, watching over your people. Hendrix, you are by the edge of the trees to this clearing, which has, until very recently, had very soft and green ground. Tala, you are also on the edge of this clearing, a different place to Hendrix, uh, but mechanically doesn't make much difference. You can all see, almost gathered like opposing armies, this uh, small squad of... Uh, Elves. They look like elves, but they've got very pale skin, and they're all kind of squinting as though they don't like being in the light. Uh, they're all clad in sort of very similar clothes to that which the fish people were wearing, so rudimentary loincloths, that sort of thing. One of them has a staff with a big tiger skull on it, mm, and lolo. the rest of them have got various assortments of shields and people catcher spears. Across from them are nine or so uh, of these zombie-type creatures, each of which have a long sword in their hand, and of course there is the green hag. Between the two opposing forces, there is what was up until very recently a tiger that had been playing with a tentacle, but is now what appears to be a black, oil-slicked tiger with tendrils coming out of it. You lost your tentacle. <laughs> Can I see where Hendrix is from where I am? Uh, Hendrix, how visible are you making yourself? Um, I don't think he's really thinking about stealth right now. He's spinning. Okay, so Tala, you are about three trees away from Hendrix. Yeah, I think Tala would kind of herd the team towards Hendrix to get the lowdown because obviously last time she left, there was a few zombies and some normal tigers and now there is a hag, more zombies and... Uh, an octopus squiddy tiger. <laughs> so she'll probably herd Tiny Pad and the gang over to where Hendrix is. Okay. And she's going to say, Hend Hendrix, what, what the fuck happened? The tiger's not my fault. <laughs> what, do, what do you mean it's not your fault? Why does it have tentacles? Look, all right. I I cast my tentacle to keep the tiger busy and, and, and then the tentacle stopped listening to me and then it merged with the tiger and now it's a tentacle tiger. Oh, shit. So do you think the tiger's like an Axel tiger? I think so. They seem to have an affinity with each other and um, now they're not listening to me. Right, okay. Tala will draw her magic sword just in case this tiger is a problem and she's going to point to where the elves are and say, 
by the way, um, the fish people don't exist anymore. Um, I think those guys are the fish people, but they're elves. And Lamia was their queen. And Tala does like what? quote marks because she still doesn't know the context of what queen means to them. They were really upset to hear that she died because apparently she brought them here. Oh, but I wasn't sure no. if we were on their side or not anymore. So we kind of veered away. Right. Yeah, because <laughs> Lullab and the fish people were on their side. Yeah. The hag, not on her side. Yeah. Turns out same side. Yeah, and Lullab, right. he doesn't recognize Lullab. I mean, he didn't respond to that at all. Hendrix looks heartbroken as yet another adorable <laughs> friend of hers is taken away from him. Also, I think Tala would ask and say, um, by the way, why the fuck is Skylar on the temple? What happened? Uh, uh, you know what? He's just riffing, but it's working. <laughs> right? Okay. Is he like playing, playing elf god? Is he? Is he like pretty acting? much? He's he's playing sort of high priest, and it was working on the zombies. He, I think he's, he's pretty much commanding the zombie army. Oh, okay. This works. Okay, right. Um, so I mean, if if Skylar's in charge of the army, we could just get it to stand down and not fight the regular elves, and then we just talk to the regular elves. Maybe get them to see sense that the hags curse them and turn them into fish people because they don't know that I mean you know. I did tell them that they were cursed and that they were fish people um, they shot me with a javelin which really fucking hurt um, they've got people in the big turrets uh, people take bad news in different ways <laughs> I mean yeah but I'm just saying they're um, they're not like super warm to talk to just as like an FYI I'm gonna go talk to Lullab uh, Lullab and I we've got an understanding we'll be alright he won't remember you at all Hendrix screws up his face and he has this look of like you know what everything's going crazy my god is hurting my brain because i keep saying he's a demon that he's evil i've lost my tentacle i'm gonna go talk to lala um so as you, as you turn to leave pad sort of uh, puts a hand on your shoulder and says hey uh best of luck they they seemed a bit strange back at the village uh, and you feel yourself healing 10 points of damage <gasps> oh, pad! From, oh, from, the, from the hand on your shoulder i've never said anything against you pad i've never <laughs> had an ill word about you you have never no. bitched and moaned about pad i've got nothing but positive feelings for you pad as as that happens hendrix uh skylar behind you you hear you hear the flapping of wings and uh like a crow lands on your shoulder as, as you sort of turn to look at it you, you realize it's like not like a it's not like a corporeal crow it's like a, a crow spirit Ooh, um, and, okay and you find yourself over the course of the next minute healing for uh, well max 30 hit points nice the thing is this is great but whenever a video game gives you a bunch of med packs you know stuff's <laughs> about to get real yeah and once your healing has been received uh you it sort of just dissipates oh uh, wow and, and as as it goes you do hear a in your ear Ooh, um, rad. As and you can see uh, Shimmer down by the rest of them <gasps> oh it was Shimmer and Shimmer, just, Shimmer just sort I of puts a thumb up was... towards you it's a very enthusiastic <laughs> thumbs up oh <laughs> so I I look to Shimmer and I'm like I, I give a nod and a thumbs up and then I return to looking at my uh, my army that I apparently own now. <laughs> so, Skylar, as you sort of turn and look over the quote-unquote battlefield, uh, spoiler alert, what? <laughs> uh, you can see sort of the the elves, and you, you would recognise them as elves, Skylar, because you've seen an elf before. Mm -hmm. They are gathering together to your right. They look kind of confused. Some of them look a bit horrified. But your your zombies to your left, they're basically disobeying a direct order from you, which was to find the hag. As they're sort of standing almost, not quite to attention, because they're zombies, so they can't stand to attention. 
but they're standing in a line with their long swords sort of lazily in the side next to them as this hag, whose name is Agatha, by the way, Hagatha, if you will, <laughs> is sort of just walking uh, through the middle of them. And she's got quite a hunched stature. There's like an implied limp, but she moves too assuredly for it to be a, a true limp. It's almost like there's something feral about her. Again, she's got this green skin, this long silver hair, uh, much like the perceived leader of these elves, who's got a tiger skull at the end of a very long staff. Uh, so Skull is going to look to the hag and then say to the army, Hold that hag! Uh, roll me a persuasion check at disadvantage. No! <laughs> disadvantage? Oh, we got a nat 20. <gasps> it's only oh, no. downhill from me. Oh, yeah, you've started too strong. <gasps> I rolled another one. You rolled two nat 20s in a row. I'm rolling with a, a, a an online roller, and it just gave me two 20s, so I am sticking oh with God. this online roller. Oh Very my well. god. Um, oh just roll me a third god. one so I know that it's not a loaded roller. That uh, was a 14. <laughs> okay, very well. Just want, I just had to check. Wow. Nat 20. Uh, do you have a persuasion modifier? Not that yes, it matters. Yes, I do. I have plus three, so it'd be a 23. That's fine. The the two uh, zombies that she sort of pushed between, they reach out and, and grab her almost before you finish the sentence, as though you sort of reminded them what they were supposed to be doing. And you're the guy in the red robes. I am. They're going to do what the guy in the red robes says. Yeah. As you finish your sentence, uh, she turns and looks at you and hisses. I raise my chair. It's in a language you can't quite understand, Skylar. Can you please... Yeah, can you make a wisdom saving throw, please? Twelve? Yeah, oh! that does it. Oh, thank God for that. You feel like she insulted you in a language you don't understand. That bitch. That bitch, indeed. You feel like it might have hurt had you had you been less wise she's vicious mockerying you ah vicious mockery <laughs> vicious mockery uh hendrix you are walking towards the elves with the one who you believe to be lullab yeah i know i mean i wish i wasn't i wish i was breaking the cycle somehow <laughs> whatever that means i don't know i don't know but yes now i'm gonna go talk to lullab because you know, our love is pure and he'll remember who I am, uh -huh. right? What you're saying to Lala. Well, does he seem to recognise me at all as I walk over? Well, as you, as you approach the gathered elves, uh, they don't really turn to acknowledge you. They seem to be focusing too much on the undead monstrosities that are across from them and the big eldritch tiger. <laughs> as you sort of get nearer, uh, Lala, or the one you believe to be called Lala, I should say, He'll sort of give you an up and down and say, is this anything to do with you? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, he, so it's, instead of addressing that question, which he's just going to sidestep, he's like, do you uh, do you recognise me? What language do you say that in? I say it in Undercommon. Uh, there's a moment, and it sort of seems to hang in the air for a very long time, this singular moment, and you can see that he's thinking really hard. And it's not like if you meet someone you've never met before, and you say, have we met? And they, they just say, no, I, I don't know this person. It's like there's a fragment of a memory and he seems to be sort of pulling at that little bit of memory that's stuck there. And his, his eyebrows raise, his eyes go wide and he says, you're Hendrix? He's, Aww. yeah, he just beams. He's like, that's right. And then he kind of mimes the stuff and goes, rawr. Oh. Um, he, he, I can't, I can't. He has a look on his face that's like, what the fuck? And takes his stuff <laughs> oh, and goes, Rar? <laughs> yeah, and he goes, it was a thing we used to do. Right. <laughs> oh, Tala's no. watching this from across the forest like, what the fuck oh, is happening? Oh, that's so sad. Hendrick, <laughs> <laughs> my heart. So he, he's just like, look, when we got to this island, you and your people were cursed and you were 
in a different form and I met you when you were in that form and you went by the name of Lullab. Does that make any sense to you? I, I remember coming to the island. We were following Lamia here because we wanted to visit the temple. Ah. Right. And then there's sort of like a look of a look of someone again trying to remember something and he's trying his absolute best but he just for the life of him can't can't find what it is. He says, uh, shakes his head as though he's like dismissing something and says, uh, but, but my name's, my name's Lamley. Right. Okay. Well, nice to meet you, Lamley. It's, it's, it's uh, nice to re-know you, Hendrix. Um, like, I know you've got a lot going on right now, gestures to zombie army. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but look, Lamia, I know you said she was your queen. Uh, that's complicated. I don't want to step on any toes, but she brought you to a temple that was tainted by Axel, I believe, and you got cursed and you got turned into fish-like people. I don't know if it was maybe a payment for some kind of bargain you made or if it was a curse you weren't expecting. When you say a bargain you made, there's a cliche look on his face almost uh, of that thing when someone has a memory returned to them and it's and it's shocking and, and ever so slightly traumatic to them. Uh, and his, his, his eyes go wide and, and his hand that is not holding the staff goes up to his mouth and he, he looks truly shocked like you've just... Uh, like you've just unzipped him a little bit, Aww. and he, um, he, his face goes paler, if that were at all possible. And he turns towards the mountain, which is smoking, and then turns to the temple, and then turns to the zombies and the hag. And he does this all very quickly, much quicker than I'm describing it. Uh, Tala, you're back with the crew. I am. So, seeing that the elf has responded somewhat, like, level-headedly to Hendrix... I think Tala will kind of usher the crew over to where Hendrix is. Because if they can join forces with the elves, great. Could I roll something on the tiger to see if it is going to be a similar thing to the one we had on the beach? Is it going to be like resistant and magic-y? Uh, you can roll me an arcana check, yeah. Uh, do it at disadvantage, though. Or could I do a nature check to check that it's not a real tiger? I mean, I'll tell you right now, you've never seen a tiger that looks like that. <laughs> that shit ain't oh. natural. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's some free um, knowledge for you. Seems legit. I mean, just because my arcana is nothing, so that, that would be a pointless roll. Um, hey, I rolled two 20s. That is true. Oh, wow. I rolled a 16 and an 18. So that wow. would be a 16 tiger goo. Magical things can happen. <laughs> so you didn't you didn't see the tiger before the t uh, tentacle merged with it, did you? No, because there was just normal tigers there when Skylar and I were there. So when, when you and Skylar were there, there were three regular-sized tigers. And yeah. actually, you can see the corpses of these tigers. They're just on the floor oh. by the entrance of the temple. What I will tell you is that you know the tentacles and shit are related to Axel. You know that that is not a natural creature that you've got in front of you. Uh, you're finding it quite hard to concentrate on it, which is weird. It's almost as though your gaze is sort of slipping off it every time you try and focus on it. Mm. Skylar, you feel this as well. Hendrix, you don't. Uh, and it's only now, now that you're thinking about it, that you notice that you're having trouble focusing on it as well. Yeah. It's almost as though every time you go to look at it, your eyes are suddenly drawn to something else. Oh, no. Well, I can focus on him because he's my beloved tentacle bonus action. <laughs> you're all demon, demon family. You're all demon, buddy. Um... Okay, so this is still a weird juju tiger. Oh yeah, this is a, this, this is a different sort of juju. Wonderful. I'm gonna stick with my sword for now and see how we go. Okay, very well. Tala will turn to like Tiny and the gang, <laughs> mm -hmm. and um, she'll just say, "I mean, the elf seems to be okay with Hendrix. Uh, I'm still not 100 percent because you know they shot me. So um, I think we go over, but maybe we'll still keep our guards up." And uh, Tala kind of motions to the sword that she's holding. Uh, like, you know, just in case. Just before you, you walk off, you feel like a little tug and like like to, like a, a below-the-waist tug of fabric Aww, from, hey from Norma. Hey, Norma. Norma, as, as she says, um, be, be careful. 
that that's a lot of people with a lot of pointy swords. Shrewd observation from Norman. Yeah, how, how short are you on health, Tala? 35 out of 48. So I'm 13 short. Uh, you are healed for 11. Eleven Thanks, hit Norma. points. What are all these healers that we've suddenly got? It's super convenient. They've always been healers. They have. It's almost like the DM <laughs> realised that we hadn't rested in all this time. Oh, uh, so Tala's gonna crouch down and give Norma a kiss on the forehead. Oh, she appreciates it. Norma's kind like Tala doesn't want to be rude, but Norma kind of reminds her of the kids from back home. I appreciate Aww. that Norma is just a short adult, but also Norma's like clung to her in the same way before. So Tala has like. She misses the kids and Norma's there. But Tala will say, I appreciate the warning, but and also I feel much better. So whatever you did, I'm into it. I was anticipating you guys would come with me. <laughs> oh, oh, sure. Yeah, we'll go with you. Uh, just one thing, Tala. Because she just rolled really well on insight check. Oh. I am older than you. Are you really? I am not a child. Please don't treat me like one. Oh. Hey, now. Oh. Whoa, now. Whoa, 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 oh, now. Spot for halflings. Hang on oh. now. Tala did not kiss her with like you are a child but Norma reminds her of the kids in how she acts. Norma got like a nat 20 on her insight. Yeah but Tala wasn't treating her like a child uh, so she wouldn't have been able to insight that. No I know but there was, there was the reminding of it. Right okay. If she's a halfling she's going to have an issue with it. She might have yeah, a sore spot. Sensitive. It's not necessarily fair to you. You don't know that she's a halfling. Oh she's a halfling. So Tala will respond and say hey I'm not treating you like a kid. I just feel like we have a nice bond. Maybe you picked up. I have two kids back home who I look after. I'm not treating you like them. But also, they're like my little teammates back home. And you're like my teammates here. You receive a soft punch to the leg. Um, You receive no damage from this soft punch. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly because she has a negative strength. That's fine. She's also like, hey, but if you're older than me... We need to talk, like, skincare and shit, because you look great. She squints. But yes, Tala will wander over to Hendrix to see what the uh, what the lowdown is on the elves. Okay. Uh, where were we in the conversation? I can't remember what was just happening. Lamley had just looked up at the mountain and at the temple and at the zombies and then back oh, that at was you. It. And he looks like he's having memories restored. That's it. So when you come over, Tala, Hendrix is like, Tala, this is Lamley. He was um, lullab. Yeah, we met. <laughs> Um, so he, he looks back at Lamley. So do you think you made some kind of bargain? Because that is what the hag made it sound like. We we, we came to the temple and, and there, there was tigers everywhere. And they killed so many of us. And, and then then Lamia, she said she, she knew what to do to stop the tigers from getting us. And, and then we, we did like a, like a ritual at, at the top of the mountain. And there was a circle and these weird shapes. And then... And I don't really remember what happened. Right. Well, there's been a were-tiger spreading a curse through your people. Right. And your people were living like fish with legs. Tala nods because she's like, remember when I told you you used to be fish people? (laughs) Right. So whatever that ritual was, she wasn't looking out for your best interests. You guys have been had. Hendrix, Mm. your actual talisman that you've got, is it visible at the moment? Be honest. I don't know. It could go either way. Up to you, Josh. Okay. It's very possible that it's visible. So he'll, he'll sort of turn to you as, as you say all this quite big information. It's quite traumatising to tell someone they've been living as a fish for goodness knows how long. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he was a cute fish. That's true. We found Hendrix's type. <laughs> cute fish. He'll extend a non-webbed hand towards you. Uh, I specified non-webbed so that you know that they're not fish people anymore. <laughs> and he sort of tugs at a bit of string that you have around your neck that's connected to the amulet and he sort of brings it 
towards him and he, he looks down and then looks back up at you and says, did you get this from her? <laughs> just like, oh no. Ah. No, that was already mine. Sort of lets go and, and there's there's like a there's like there's a fog going on in his head. Similar to how there was before when they were fish people. While while he's thinking, sorry, Tala's very aware that this it could potentially go south. Um so she's just gonna ask while he's having the foggy brain. Um so do you guys follow Jarl? Uh yeah, that's that's our god, Jarl. Right, okay. I, I just wanted to check because there was kind of half and half in the temple, so I just one of the slightly smaller elves uh, steps forward and says, uh, "What do you mean half and half?" Uh yeah, the hags were not very nice to the temple. They've not looked after it. It was sort of tainted by Axel. Uh, Skylar, you can see that your friends have approached the elves that are on your right. This hag is still in the arms of the zombie. No one seems to be paying the horde of zombies much attention. There seems to be a sort of a, a weird conversation going on to the right of you. And of course, ahead of you, but quite some way away, there is this ooey-gooey eldritch tiger with tentacles. But it doesn't seem to be doing anything aggressive. It's mostly standing there with the tentacles sort of undulating slowly, sort of almost above it. So, and no one's doing anything. Everyone's sort of at a standoff. Well, the the zombies uh, are standing almost, uh, I say, as to attention as they can be, um, with the exception of the ones that are holding on to the hag, and I have been rolling for it, and for the life of them, uh, for the life of her, she cannot break out of this hold of two guards. Yeah. <laughs> so she's sort of there and she's she's spitting and swearing, but doesn't seem to be moving these guys. Uh, almost as though you, you rolled very, very well in your persuasion check for them. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to walk down to her mm-hmm. and I'm going to pull out my rapier. Did Hendrix give you Tormain? Yes, I do have Tormain. I don't know what Tormain does, but I got him. He's a pointy stick, if nothing else. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to walk down holding out Tormain and like see if she reacts to me approaching her. As you step down uh, the, the side steps of this temple and start to approach her, you notice that she sort of stops wriggling to try and get free. She raises her head and she sort of watches you. And it seems as though she's almost like defeated with her head up in that very mm. narratively pleasing way. With her hair mm. sort of dra- hanging down by the sides of her head. She's got a got quite a furious but exhausted look on her face. Um, but you can tell that her eyeballs are almost sort of bearing into you in a non-mechanical sense. I'm going to walk up to her and put my rapier underneath her chin. Power move! And sort of stare down at her. And be like, I think you got some explaining to do, Missy. Uh, she, Missy. <laughs> she looks at you and roll me persuasion or intimidation. It's up to you. Do I get an advantage for what setup I have? You get an advantage if you're doing intimidation. Okay, cool. Yes, I'll do it. <laughs> I got a 16. Wow, okay. Woo. And she beefed it. Good God. <laughs> so previously you'd seen Tala and Hendrix try and do some interrogation of Lamia, the previous hag. And it didn't seem to go well, no matter how they did it. Mm-hmm. Like there was some fear there that came from their intimidation, but it just wasn't a very successful interrogation. Well, okay, we don't need the drive-by. God. <laughs> you walk up to her, place the rapier beneath her chin, almost sort of tilt her head up towards you, ask what she has to say for herself. And you see her eyes sort of widen as she sort of actually takes in what is in front of her. You know, this very proud high elf with 
the crown of the temple that she's been in, wearing fabulous red silk robes. All, like, tucked into a belt. Yeah. Like a leather belt around the middle, so it's all kind it's of a- loose, but also over my leather armour. I, I it's styled a good it well. Look. Yeah. yeah, it's almost as though all elves in this world are inherently stylish. <laughs> all high elves in this world are inherently stylish, I should say. And and she says, "What do you want to know?" Start at the beginning. In fact, I think I've got some friends who really want to know what you've been up to. And he nods over to where everyone's talking, and then looks back to her and is like, "I think I'm gonna have my man." take you over there. You gonna go along with that? She nods as much as she can in spite of the fact that there's a rapier under mm-hmm. her chin. I allow her to nod. Yeah. I give a little bit and then I push it back up. I like to think that the rapier bends ever so slightly when she tries mm. to nod and then you sort of flick her head up. <laughs> so she she will go with, go with the uh, zombies that you have currently under your thrall, which is a sentence. So I tell the zombies I say, take her over there and I point with Tormaine towards everybody. Well, you've got Tormaine. Cool. They they drag her between the, between the two of them. Uh, so sort of like her knees downwards are dragging across the floor mm. towards the elves. Yeah, I walk behind with Tormaine pointing at her back yeah, as I march her towards everyone. Nice. Skylar, as you're doing this, you're aware that the eldritch tiger is watching you. Let her watch. The tentacles that were sort of almost ambiently uh, wiggling are now very still. They're not like tense, they're just sort of still, like they're like they're poised. Mm. And the head is just sort of watching you as you walk across. Hendrix and Tyler, you see uh, this hag, Agatha, being dragged by some zombies towards your elves with Skylar behind. There is a rapier in his hand that Hendrix knows well. When Tyler sees that Skylar is bringing the hag over, before she gets to us, she will just ask Lamley whether he recognises her. Lamley pauses shakes his head no and then stops again says well she it's uh it's sort of like what what lemia looked like just after the and then he he sort of puts puts he drops the staff the staff clang on the floor skyler you see this as you're approaching um and he sort of starts to hold his head as though it looks like he's taking psychic damage oh no been there my friend as though he's getting a headache as as things are starting to recollect in his head and the rest of the elves also, there's like a wave of almost like a headache going through these elves. It's not something caused by her, like she's not cast a spell or anything before anyone gets suspicious of that. The were-tiger, it's not a were-tiger. Don't know why I called it a were-tiger. <laughs> the eldritch tiger, the tentacles sort of start twitching, like excitedly, like you know, like when a cat's tail starts sort of twisting. Uh-oh. There's like a... It doesn't sit down, but there's an impression of it sort of sitting back on its haunches. Mm, shifting oh no. its weight, yeah. wiggling its bum. Yeah. Oh no. Ah, <laughs> fucking cats. So, I'm going to get her in front of them. And it's like, someone's willing to explain herself. And he gives a little jab of Tormaine in between her shoulder blades. Looking cool. Just a little jab. Hendrix, Hendrix gives you a sneaky look of appreciation because you're looking he cool. He doesn't <laughs> appreciate cult-like treatment of people. Mm. He doesn't like it. He gets quite snappy about it. So he ain't taking this shit. Yeah. Um, nice. Hendrix, when Tormaine was prodded into the back of uh, Agatha, you sort of felt that in your hand. Ooh. Like you knew that Tormaine was sort of being jabbed. Nice. Uh, the, the hag says, I, I, anything, anything, I, I, 
I'll tell you what what I know. Well, that's convenient. What you want to know from the beginning? What are you doing here? I came here at the behest of, of my sister Lamia. I've come all the way from Luskaxel. And from where? The caves, the cities. The, the, the people call it Axel, some people call it Luska. We call it Luskaxel. It's it's in the east. Hendrix nods in recognition. Tala sees Hendrix's nod and thinks, I'm going to ask Hendrix about that later. <laughs> Skylar uh, has very limited knowledge of the world and therefore is is a, a mouthpiece for the audience going, hmm? hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she told me to come, so we we set up a, a, a portal and... I came through it and I, I helped her. She said these. She said that she'd made a pact and and then and then she sort of stares off into the distance, like she's trying to remember what it is that's happened. Mm. In the same way that that Lamley is sort of like trying to remember. Mm. When you say she said she made a pact, did she make a a deal with the elves or did she make a pact with Axel? Axel. And then as and she sort of says that, uh, she sort of stops. Like she looks like she's she was in in pain, almost trying to remember it, and then she sort of turns and looks at Hendrix. He knows. Tala looks at Hendrix like, "What the fuck does he know?" Yeah, Skylar looks at Hendrix. What, was her tone like Hendrix knows or like Axel knows? That's on me for for playing the pronoun game. Uh, so she turns to Hendrix and goes, "Axel knows." Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was like, do I know their bargain or does Axel know what I'm doing? You know, like, <laughs> um, Hendrix, you you know that the phrase Axel knows is it's sort of like the verbal equivalent of a Masonic handshake for for the cult. Ooh. Um, he doesn't respond very well, and she sort of then shakes her head for for a moment, and and you see, and then uh, we we lived in the temple, and we. The power that the, the and then she sort of tries to point at you, Skylar. Obviously, you're behind her. Mm. We, we we couldn't go in the in the crown room. It was so we contained it, and and the island it's her. And and she sort of looks like she's in in more and more pain. Um, if anyone wants to roll a medicine or an arcana check, they could at this point. When you say medicine, would that heal her or to know what's happening? No, to to sort of address, uh, to try and guess symptoms. It wouldn't be to heal her. I mean, I'll, I'll try medicine. Hendrix, you can roll an arcana if you'd like. Yeah, I'd like to do an arcana. Yep. Yes, please. Oof, I only got an eight. Okay. I got an 18. Wow. Uh, Hendrix, it seems to you like she might just be a bad liar. I guess. And like her trying to make up these lies is a physically taxing thing for her. I mean, it's fair. Tala, you have seen things similar to this before. The best equivalent I can give from a physiological standpoint, uh, Tala, it's like someone's got a broken leg and they're trying to walk on it and each step they take is causing them more and more agony. That's what the expression on her face is sort of suggesting to you, but obviously it's the mental equivalent. Okay, I don't want you to like pain yourself. We've been in the temple. We've seen what you guys did in there. Um, What is up with that guy? And Tala's going to point to the eldritch tiger. Uh, Basically, everyone's heads turn to it because none of the crowd had been paying attention to it. <laughs> That's um, impressive. <laughs> wow. That is surprising. They, they were so <laughs> fixated on the hag and the zombies, and then there's this elf in a crown wearing fucking yeah. awesome robes. It's yeah. very cool. Um, the tiger is just sort of there sitting. It's, it is now actually sitting. 
and its head is sort of cocked ever so slightly. She says, uh, the, the, the were tiger curse was part of the deal. It was to, to, to keep people, to keep them out of the temple, to keep it impure. We sealed away the, the power and then the power was, was, it was taken back and then, and then she sort of stares at the ground. And that's, that's the guardian of the temple. That's, that's the, 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 the spirit of the, of the guardian, you know, the, the, the statue, the statue. Yeah, the, the big one. The fire one. And then she sort of tries to point over at the at the actual, like, weird tiger there as well. So, hang on. Is he the guardian from the temple originally, or is he the guardian once you guys messed with it? Yes, to both. Tala's going to look at Lamley to see if he has anything that might make sense of this. Lamley's too busy staring at the weird big tiger. Wonderful. <laughs> I mean, we know that the tigers are like this island's version of deer in Yarl. Temples. You guys know that. Tala wasn't around for that conversation, so <laughs> she's still... Do you want to take that one, Skylar? Um, Skylar is going to whip round through the zombie so that he's no longer standing behind Agatha and is now standing in front of her. And he's pointing Tormain at her again and like kind of gets right up in her face. And as he kind of does, he says, like, the tigers are the guardians of the temple. Why? He gets right up in her face and kind of growls at her, like, why are you desecrating a temple of Jarl? Uh, she she looks between Skylar and Hendrix and says, because that's what must be done. Why? He kind of snarls in her face like he just can't comprehend why. Because that's what is demanded of me. That is the nature of my pact. I just awkwardly sidle out of the conversation. <laughs> we don't need me here. That's cool. So Skylar kind of goes, what pact? A pact with Axel? That is one of his names, yes. As she says, that is one of his names. The tiger leaps oh, and no. uh, lands directly behind the zombies, knocking a few of them to the floor. My zombies! And a pair of tentacles go towards her and I would like everyone to roll me initiative <laughs> oh no 19 19 oh, I also got a 19 I got a 2 so in total I got a 6 but I think that makes sense he's quite yep. he's quite busy right yeah, you're now busy. you're engaged with Agatha congratulations <laughs> okay who wants to go first Hendrix or Tom I, I'm happy to go because I'm just going to run and stab anyway yeah you go because I don't have my tentacles and I don't have my sword so I'm <laughs> yeah Tala was also I mean she's aware that there's a predator in the field so I like to think that she would have had half an eye on it at all times anyway. Yeah, you're a soldier, so it makes a lot more sense that you'd be on it. Cool. So, Tyler, you're first up. Oh, I'm first up, everyone. Oh, how exciting. Um, How far away is Tiggy Tiggy? Tiggy Tiggy, maybe 15 feet, if that. Oh, wow. Oh, so close. I guess I'm going to go engage because I'm, I'm, oh, 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 as a bonus action, I would like to rage, please. So, Tyler, your, your tattoo sort of glow to life, your features change ever so slightly, your eyes go black. Yeah, as soon as the tiger starts to move, you guys just see Tyler's body kind of shift and she just sprints straight at this tiger. Nice. Um, and I would like to try and attack it with my new shiny rapier. And can I check, is that a plus one damage? Plus one to attack and damage. Plus one to attack and damage, okay. Oof. Okay, roll at disadvantage. At disadvantage, oof. Oh, please have me two good rolls. Oh, that is a 15 to hit? That hits, roll damage. Nice. Yes. So my rapier is a D8 
And I rolled an eight. Nice. Which is eight plus five. Thirteen. Thirteen damage. Nice. And that attack is magic, not normal. So, Tala, you... Hang on. I have rage damage. Yep. So that is, in fact, fifteen damage with my rage yep. damage. That's a chunk of damage. Mm. Tala, you, you rage. Your tattoos glow. Your features sharpen. You, you draw this silvered rapier that seems custom-made for slaying weird tigers. You <laughs> jump almost springing off one of the undead and you plunge it right into the shoulder of this eldritch tiger of sorts. You guys, uh, by you guys I mean Skylar, while you were having trouble looking at the tiger before, now you feel like you can look at the tiger again. Yay! Um, Shame I'm busy. Yeah, I know. Tyler, you, as, as you sort of finish your stab, you draw your rapier out and this sort of black goop, almost like, almost like cheese on a mozzarella pizza, sort of gloops back into it off your rapier. Hendrix, it's your go. It pains Hendrix a bit to see Tentacle Tiger get stabbed, but he understands. Um, can I just grab the hag and move her away from the tentacles? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you do that as a free action. Sweet. Yeah. I grab the hag, drag her away from the tentacles. So you, you managed to get her about 10 feet away from where she was initially, because uh, you've got to get there first and then yeah. you move back. Cool, I'm going to do that. Can I please hold a crossbow to her head? Yes. <laughs> yes, you may. <laughs> Just so she doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> okay. Anything else in your turn, Hendrix? Is there any point me trying to use Grasp of the Deep to regain control of my tentacle, or is that just not even worth uh, it? You can cast it, and I'll tell you what happens. Sure. If nothing effective comes of it, I'll say it didn't happen. Yes, please. I'd like to try and use Grasp of the Deep, because that is a bonus action. Okay, Hendrix. Uh, where would you like your tentacle to appear? At my side, as my plucky sidekick. Yeah, and it does. Tentacle whoom, appears Yay! next to you. There appears to be no change to the tiger. The tentacle, you get a sense of remorse from it. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh. That's what everyone's favourite NPC is. Fucking tentacle. It's true. <laughs> I guess I'll slap the tiger. Am I too far from the tiger to slap it? I'll say that the tentacle is sort of between you and the tiger and it reaches. That is a dirty 20. Nice. That hits. Roll damage with your tentacle. Yay! Ooh, that is a juicy one. That is 14. 14 damage. Holy wow. damn. damn. That's beefy for your tentacle. Oh my god. Yeah, it's 2d8. It's, it, it did well. It came back and it did good for a change. <laughs> Please could I deal that? Let's do lightning. Okay. Yeah. Hendrix, yeah, your tentacle appears, looks remorseful. There's an implied frown at you, uh, and then it sort of coils in and then lashes out towards this tiger. A bit of bit of tentacly redemption for it, I think, as yes. it crackles with electricity and strikes this tiger across the face. Bam, bam, and the, the tendrils of electricity sort of lash out and, and they, they grab at the tentacles that sort of whoosh, retract. It is now the turn of the tiger. You feel one of the tentacles sort of turn to you, Tala, mm. and the tiger uh, then tries to uh, move towards the hag, leaving your melee range. <gasps> you get an opportunity attack, yes. Lovely. So, yes, I'm going to try and hit it. That is a 21 to hit. That hits. Roll damage. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. That is a four plus my five plus my two rage damage, which is 11, please. And because of my sentinel feet, their speed drops to zero for the rest of the turn. Tali, your rapier sticks in, pierces through. Again, you sort of get it on the flank as it as it sort of tries to leave it. It's trying to leave quite quickly. Mm. Your rapier goes in. For whatever reason that you do not know, the tiger kept moving during your attack. While some of this goo has stuck with you, it snapped back to the tiger um, and its, its movement has not been reduced. Oh, how interesting. Hendrix, you see this big tiger coming towards you uh, and it's going 
to send these two sort of black tentacles that hover over its over its shoulders. It's going to basically plunge them into the hag who is currently being held. Oh no, is it trying to merge? Oh, oh no. don't be merging with the hag whilst I hold her. That's two Ooh. hits. Oh boy. I don't want this. I don't want it either. Both tentacles Josh, hit. we didn't sign up for this. Give us back our fish people. So these tentacles sort of go up and then they plunge towards her. Hendrix, you've never seen your tentacle do this and you're like, hey, what's what's up with that? Why, buddy? Do, do, do what this is. As these tentacles <laughs> plunge into her chest, sort of just just inside of her shoulders almost, she brings her head back and there's a, there's a foul scream into the air as her face sort of starts to dehydrate. Oh, Ooh. no. And Hendrix, you feel sort of the life oh. leave her body. <gasps> and this tiger that was previously looking pretty bad looks ever so slightly better. Oh, oh no. man, that's the, uh, wow. So I appreciate you've said sucked the life out of. Is she dead or does she just look? Oh, oh she dead. Oh, oh, she's, oh, right, fuck. Yeah, so Hendrix is feeling fantastic about everything that's happened. <laughs> and Hendrix, you do feel her body go limp in your arms. Oh. But the problem is there's no, there's no moisture in her. Oh. So she is both limp and like crispy. Dry. Oh. As this eldritch tiger sort of absorbs the hag previously known as Agatha into itself. Again, it sort of takes on this aura of being very difficult to look at and you find yourself getting distracted every time you look at it. Skylar, it's your turn. Okay. What is everybody else doing? What is happening around me? So the the elves are retreating slowly into the forest. They don't want to run and they don't want to turn their back on it because Skylar, you'll be pleased to know they ain't dumb. Yeah. I can't believe they're leaving us. <laughs> the zombies have basically uh, been knocked over like skittles, like ragdoll skittles. Aww. And the the crew are actually joining the elves. They're going to escort them back to the village. Guys, I am hurt that they have left us. Mm. And of course, something I haven't mentioned throughout the, the whole episode, the sea level is rising. I was going to say, isn't the sea level rising? I was thinking we are just getting away with it. <laughs> See, if this was City of Mist. Tell me what it is that you want to do, Jazz, and I might be able to help you. I want to be able to do some sort of ritual using my religious knowledge of my god and my want for it to not be tampered with. Skylar's very used to... Um, coming from an area where someone has taken his religion and distorted it. Uh, so he has quite a lot of strong feelings about this. Um, so I am wanting to channel that in some way to bring Jarl back to the land and reclaim it. Okay. Oh, that is big. That might be a, that might be a several <laughs> steps kind of a plan. I know. So Skylar, you want to channel your god in some way to help purify and restore. Yeah. Roll me a religion check. This does not count as your action. I got a five. <laughs> you don't do it. <laughs> but the good thing is, it's your religion. You'll have a base. Skylar, you know that the religion, uh, the way that the people of Oasis observe it, it is through that very frenetic, that high energy form of worship. Mm -hmm. um, and they do use hunting as a form of a religious ritual. Okay. I would like to ready my bow Very well. at the tiger. Mm -hmm. We've talked about um, Skylar's tribe and how they would worship. Mm -hmm. They use quite 
ecstatic ritual. So very heavy drum beats, lots of chanting, very tribal. Mm -hmm. And so I would like him to just like under his breath, be like doing a sort of rhythmic chant, okay. uh, similar to something that he would have done many, many times before when hunting as he readies his short bow. Okay. Roll me a performance check. Ooh, fun. Okay. I haven't done one of those. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Yeah. So you guys hear Skylar sort of ready his, you sort of hear the creak of the bow as, as an arrow is knocked and, and it is pulled back. Skylar then starts sort of chanting under his breath and you, you sort of feel this chanting almost coming, f like emanating from him, not just through sound, but through like vibes. Vibes. And, and Skylar, you do feel Im emboldened, you do feel uh, invigorated. And if you would like to attack with your bow, I will give you advantage and that will oh, cancel yeah. out the disadvantage. So it'll still be a straight roll, but you'll be able to add your sneak attack to it as well. Tight. So that would be a, a 23 Ooh. to hit. Oh yeah, that hits. So in total, that is 17 damage. 17 damage, you guys. Nice. Wowie, wowie. Okay, so Skyler, you do the chanting under your breath. And as you sort of, again, this is happening over a course of, of very few seconds, but it's, it's a quick chant and it, it fires the blood up in you. You pull back, you feel your arms starting to strain against the bow itself. You loose the arrow. And as you release the arrow, there's sort of a, a very primal guttural, right from the diaphragm, a sort of a, a ha that sort of comes out of you. Yeah. Um, that doesn't sound like it has Skylar's accent. That's why I did it Ooh, with that voice. Um, as your arrow flies and it strikes true, striking this tiger in the eye, basically. You strike it in the eye. Nice. You sort of see as, as your arrow strikes, this sort of black ook sort of recoils ever so slightly. And you do see an, an eye there that has an arrow in it. And then the ook sort of comes back around and the, and the arrow is moved away by this by this goo. Uh, Skyler, you've still got a bonus action if you'd like to use it. Okay, so I would like to hide behind a tree. To hide behind a tree, okay. Roll me a stealth, please. That's fine. <laughs> So that is a 19. Nice. 19, yeah. You be you believe yourself to be hidden. Uh, Skylar, as you hide behind a tree, you do feel your feet getting kind of wet. Well, isn't it up to like our ankles now yeah. or something? Oh, yeah, or it is. It is It is well and truly yeah. up to your ankles, yeah. Probably even higher. Uh, Tala, it's your turn. Everyone else is sort of starting to leave. That's cool. I'm going to stab it. Okay, yeah, do it. <laughs> Roll <laughs> to nice stab. Thing. Dignified turn. <laughs> I might try and aim for one of its tentacles to see if I can lop it because that just sucked the life out of someone and I don't particularly want it to suck the life out of me. Okay. That is a 19 to hit. 19 hits, roll damage. That is five, plus my five is 10, plus my two rage damage is 12 damage, please. 12 damage, great. So your rapier goes towards this tentacle and you sort of, you nick it, almost as though like if you were doing a street duel with your rapier, you sort of, nick it ever so slightly so that it knows that you're there and it knows that it's been it's been slashed out and you do feel this tentacle sort of almost turn and look at you in a non-comical way almost the opposite way to mm -hmm. how Hendrix's mm -hmm. tentacles be. Sure. Tala, anything else on your turn? I, following on from Skylar's tribal yelling, she's just gonna do some tribal yells of her own. I'm not sure what that's like for Tala but she does some kind of triton chanting yelling thing. Okay. Um, also the water's around her ankles now and that's kind of fueling her even more. That's very true. Uh, so Tyler's religion isn't quite so ecstatic as 
as Skylar's, uh, but it's sort of more of a melodic chant, I suppose, would be the right way to say it. Uh, I'd still say they're quite, they're still quite tribal people. It's not quite like a hacker, but I'd still say no. it's like a tribal thing. It's not like a choir by any yeah, 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 imagination. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> you can roll me a performance check if you'd like. Yeah, why not? That is a 12. A 12, yeah, okay. So, I mean, yours isn't as good as Skylar's, but... That's for my benefit. Skylar's fueled by the rage. Uh, Hendrix, it's your go. You have a dead, crusty hag in your hands. Oh, oh I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, that's really mm. disturbing. I spent a long time choosing those words. Oh. It's like she's been deep fried. Oh. Oh. He hates it No, it's, so it's not like she's been deep fried. It's like she's been freeze dried. Oh, he hates it. So I guess he's going to have to drop her, which means she's probably going to turn into dust. Yeah, so... <laughs> Hendrix, you drop her. She doesn't turn into dust. It's not like a Thanos snap. You drop her and, like, there is some skin that flakes off and you can almost see the bones shaking within the within the skin, quote-unquote, that's covering her. Is it, am I engaged with the tiger? I'm like, not, emotionally? I? or I mean, you're in melee <laughs> yeah. range of it. You're within melee range of it, but it is not within melee Could, range of you. I don't think I can do this because it's not a combative move. This thing sucked water out of Agatha to power itself up. Could I shape water, pull water back out of it to depower it? That is an interesting question. So because shape water is a cantrip, it's, um, it sort of specifies an amount, like a five-foot cube of water, but I would say this parts of this tiger fit within a five-foot cube of water. So what I'm going to make it do is I'm going to make it do a constitution save against your spell save DC. Nice. And then okay. you'll be able to do 1d6 of drying out damage. Ew. How does that sound? Sure. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it just seems cool. It seems like something to try, you know? Okay. What is your spell save, please? 14. 14. Ooh, that's a 30. <laughs> so, roll me a, roll me a D6. It's not going to be the biggest damage in the world, but it's fun. Oh, that's a six. <sighs> nice. Oh. So, Hendrix, sort of, you put two and two together, you've got quite a quick brain. And you're aware that this this creature must be made of something liquidy. Look at, look at how it moves. It sucked water, the moisture out of this hag, and then killed her. You summon your strength to cast shape water and you sort of draw it out and you see these sort of small streams of liquid, like tiny tentacles sort of coming out nice. of it. Once you sort of pull them out, you, f you feel it was quite an exhausting thing to do. Okay. But as as these bits of, as these droplets of water sort of fall, you see they sort of take little uh, little feline, almost tiger-esque forms as they fall. Ooh. Rest in peace, oh. tiger water spirit friend. Um, For my bonus action, can I please slap the tiger. You may you may schlep the tiger, yes. Oh, that's not good. I rolled a two. That's that's an eight. Oh, yeah, no. My tentacle had one glorious comeback moment, and now it's back to failing. It had such a glorious <laughs> comeback. So the tentacle whoosh, did an excellent lightning strike, and then all that other stuff happened. Your horror at seeing someone get dried to a husk below you is transmitted yeah. to your tentacle. Um, and the, the tentacle sort of not quite knowing what to do. It sees you drawing water out of the tiger. It tries to emulate your hand movements. And you feel as though the tentacle's trying to cast <laughs> shape water as well. Aww. My tentacle needs to get its shit together. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else in your turn, Hendrix? That would be... I think that's me done. Okay. Guess whose go it is now? It's the tiger's turn. Yay. Hendrix, you've just sucked water out of it. Only a tiny bit. And there is also Tala. The tiger has two tentacles. Uh-oh. So... Tentacle number one is going to go towards Tala, the one that she... But Tala, the tentacle that you cut is going to try and cut you back. I feel that. I understand. <laughs> Don't 
don't ooh at me. Does a 25 hit? Yeah, 25 fucking hits. Great. You <laughs> take 12 cold damage. Halved, because I am you are a triton. wonderful. Okay. Uh, the other tentacle is going to go towards everyone's favourite damp warlock. Hendrix. Before the tentacle goes for <laughs> Hendrix, because we talked about this last time, I think my go is meant to go now. When a creature within your reach makes makes an attack against a target other than you, you can use your reaction to make a melee weapon attack against this creature. Do I do that now or yes. after? I feel like last do time that I was now. Meant to do it now. Woo! Yes. Get it. So yeah. I see it go for Hendrix and I'm like, huzzah! Thank you. <laughs> so Tala, Tala, you get slapped by this tentacle and you feel a bit of cold damage and it's almost offensive to you. <laughs> yeah. Like, you come to my it. house. <laughs> That is a 19 to hit. That hits. Roll damage. 13 damage, please. 13 damage. Yes. Fancy shiny sword. Tell you guys, sword. he's not looking good. Yeah. After you get slapped, Tyler, you take your rapier and you sort of jam it up into this tentacle that slapped you and you sort of watch it writhe away. Uh, however, the other tentacle is still heading towards you, Hendrix. For does an 11 hit Hendrix? No. So Hendrix, this other tentacle sort of starts coming towards you, but the effect from Tala's attack sort of causes it to just miss its mark. It comes down next to you, and for a moment you're like, yeah, it's not just my tentacle that is prone to being inconsistent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although why are the tentacles yeah. that are inside the tiger also Hendrix's yeah. tentacles? Not anymore. They don't belong to Hendrix anymore. But that little bit, you can see how they're related. Yeah, his brain yeah. is like, oh, this is kind yeah. of, yeah, my kind of tentacle. <laughs> don't worry, guys. It's only got my tentacle. We're safe. The Eldritch Tiger again takes on this weird aura and uh, and you find yourselves struggling to look at it. You get a little bit headachy if you try and look at it. Skylar. You're hid behind a tree, buddy. Uh, I guess I want to just shoot it again. Roll me a shooty. Uh, so you're hidden, which gives you advantage, but it's got its weird thing, so it's disadvantage, so it cancels each other out. So that's a 21. That hits. Yes. Roll damage. So that's a 12. Very good. Nice. It's not, not quite enough to kill it, but that's still a good hit. He's so angry that he thought that getting away from Oasis, he'd be able to find like some respect for his religion and he's just come across this bullshit. He's pissed. This thing that's been desecrating the temple. Yeah, he's mm -mm. pissed. You shoot like it. Like an axle. The arrow Ooh. finds its mark just in like like the clavicle mm. if this beast were to have one. And it, and it does sort of recoil ever so slightly towards it. You're all seeing this goo on it now sort of almost like it's giving the impression of this goo like dripping off. The tentacles are, are sagging ever so slightly and everything this creature is doing looks really difficult for it to do. And you're able to see it again as well, more importantly. Skylar, you have a bonus action. I guess I would like to hide again. Okay, roll me a stealth again. 24. Not even the trees can see you. <laughs> I know. Skylar, as you fired your arrow towards this tiger, uh, you, heard the, you heard one of these... But it didn't come from you this oh, time. Oh, yes. Sort of, you feel like there was something there guiding your arm. Yes, 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 I'm feeling it. Tala, it's your go. Now, this might shock you, but I am going to try and stab <laughs> okay, it. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Never been seen before. Revolutionary. That is a 22 to hit. Yeah, nice. that hits. Roll damage. That is another 5, plus my 5 is 10, plus my 2 is 12. Nice. Tala. How do you want to do this? Yes. Yes. yes! yes! So I kind of want to like jump up because it's like quite a big tiger. Mm -hmm. And I want to pierce it behind its neck in between its shoulder blades to where its heart is okay. and just kind of sink it in. And I guess I'll kind of ride its body as it collapses into the ground. Okay. So Tali, you've just seen Skylar's arrow fly at this beast. 
You've seen that flying. You jump. One hand, you bring the rapier back. Your other hand, you put forwards just to aim. It comes perfectly. You you feel there's like a wave pushing you into this beast as you go in. And your rapier goes in, piercing just between where you would expect two ribs to be, going towards where the heart is. As your rapier goes in, you feel something hard and metallic sort of meet it. And you feel... And you feel it as well, Skylar. You both feel like a connection to each other. From Skylar's chanting and Tala's different but equally valid chanting, (laughs) you both feel as though your gods have come together to help you slay this beast and and purge this evil. Yeah. To use overly dramatic terms. How are you feeling, Hendrix? Let's out. Soz Hendrix. We're we're, we're joining together to shit on your god. He's feeling (laughs) a a hellish FOMO. (laughs) As these... As there's this tiny spark made by the the iron arrowhead and the, the silvered point of the rapier, there's a moment that you get just before a bomb explodes, almost, of like a Mm. And then there's this sort of quasi-radiant energy that comes from the chest of this beast. All of the black ook sort of evaporates coming off it. And beneath where you'd expect to see a tiger, you don't really see anything. For a moment, you think you see a man. For a moment, you think you see a deer. For a moment, you think you see a tiger again. And it's just sort of just evaporating and there's any viscera that you'd expect to see is just this black ook that evaporates. The eyes that you saw beneath the oily veneer of this eldritch energy is just not there. There's nothing there anymore other than Tala stood there holding this rapier. Ooh. Hendrix, can you please make a constitution saving throw? Oh, oh I knew it. Okie oh. dokie. <laughs> 16. Very well. Hendrix, you see... This creature created of a tentacle that you summoned. While you didn't intend for this to happen, you do get a sense of loss as this is happening, but you also feel something akin to redemption happening that you were able to help make this happen. Aww. You've helped yeah. preserve Skylar's religion, although at what cost, we don't know. You've helped uh, the people of this island, should they choose to live here. Uh, and more importantly, you feel like you've possibly helped save your immortal soul. <gasps> oh my god, that's big. Oh, he wouldn't. He, that last bit, he's like, it's gonna take more than that. <laughs> <laughs> you are also aware that your deal had nothing to do with preserving temples and tigers. So, as far as you're concerned, from a business sense, you're fine. That's true. From a relationship mm-hmm. sense, it, he feels like it's become a little fraught. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but in a purely cold, calculating sense, which is what he's realizing. Exactly. That's it. That's all they've got. It's, it's like okay. it's like you're dating, but you never talked about being exclusive. <laughs> he's very haunted by what happened to Agatha, and it's made him very aware that there isn't a relationship. You know, there's a bargain, but Axel doesn't care about his followers because she was extremely dedicated and she was just killed when it was convenient. Yeah. And Skylar, you also feel like your crown is sitting on your head a bit better. Yeah. It feels more comfortable. You feel a bit more comfortable in yourself. There's a sense of, of assurance there. You, you, you've got this personal quest of trying to almost save your hometown and, and saving the religion that is such a strong constituent part of your of your own home life. And you feel that's so cool. Very assured in yourself of that. And Tala, 
the rush. The rush. <laughs> you know, you it's almost like a rushing of waves uh, around you at your back and, and making you feel stronger. And you have all leveled up, not once, but twice. <gasps> no! You are now level five. No! What way? Two level ups. What? We just skipped level so four. Exciting. Oh, glorious GM. <laughs> oh my God. He is too good to us. Oh, hello. Welcome aboard. You look stronger. Did you just get stronger? Hmm. This place? Oh, it's the middle bit. It's where I, Josh, speak to you, the listener, about all sorts of real-world goodness. Don't worry, there aren't any eldritch tigers here, and our insurance covers damage caused by rising water levels. Relax. And I think you should reward your efforts with a nice Zinfandel. First, Aaron of Aaron's Games has some exciting news. 2020 has been awful, that's not the exciting news. So he wants to have a good and safe Christmas. Join Aaron every evening in December at 7pm for a live show on YouTube. He'll be opening advent calendars, and there are going to be games that you can play along with, and he's even planning a few special prize giveaways. The giveaways trigger at subscriber levels, so if you're not already subscribed to Aaron's Games on YouTube, make sure you are so you don't miss out on any of these giveaways. Second, we all know that Panto this year is out for most people, but never fear. If going to the theatre at Christmas is a family tradition, then why not have the theatre come to you with Tea Break Theatre's production of Sleeping Beauty? The question mark is intentional. Everyone knows the story. In a faraway time and a faraway place, there was a sleeping castle and a beautiful sleeping princess. Except the real story is that this is happening right now and Princess Rose is not actually asleep, and she really hates it when people call her beautiful. Prince, now that's his real name, his parents really liked fairy tales, has heard the story about a sleeping princess, and he thinks it's his job to save her. So Prince is setting off with his faithful, but very naughty dog, Puff, and he needs you to join him on his adventure via Zoom. But someone else is in the palace with Princess Rose. The evil Dreaver who turns your own dreams against you. Can Prince and Rose find each other and defeat the Dreaver all in time for Christmas? With your help, they just might. An interactive adventure told via Zoom using puppetry, music and comedy to transport you and your kids out of 2020 and into a world of magic, celebration and connection. For performance dates and ticketing information, please visit teabreaktheatre.com. That's teabreaktheatre.com. Finally, I would actually like to point you towards Jazz's Instagram account. I know it's unusual for me to promote our individual Instagrams, but the lovely Jazz, you know, the one who plays Skylar, is a fashion designer, and her gram is filled with beautiful designs, gorgeous photos, and regular pup dates of Cody. And, and on top of that, features her favorite model, Alice, who you might also know as Hendrix. So when you have a minute, go and follow at Jazz underscore Instone underscore Brewer on Instagram. That's at Jazz underscore Instone underscore Brewer. And hey, while you're perusing the socials, you can find us at Dice and a Slice, that's at D-I-C-E-N-A-S-L-I-C-E, -E, or on Facebook by searching for Dice and a Slice Podcast, where we're always keeping our beady little eyes on who our top fans are. A galleon-sized thank you and hello to Chaz, Joanna, Carol, and Joe, who are our top fans at the moment. We know you're out there, and we appreciate you. 
things are still a little bit rocky at HQ, but they're coming together slowly. So our apologies for the slightly later release, but keep your eyes firmly on the horizon as we edge ever closer to 2021 and to more exciting adventures. So, all that remains is for me to say thank you again for listening to the adventures of Hendrix, Skylar and Tala, and a well-earned thank you to Alicia. Without your stress, this wouldn't be possible. And now, back to the action. This arrow has come in through the front of this oil-slick eldritch tiger. Tyler has come over the top, her rapier pierced through its ribcage from the back. You feel, Tyler, the arrowhead and the tip of your rapier connect, and an almost radiant burst of energy blasting through this tiger. Skylar and Hendrix, you see this as well, as the black tar sloughs off the skin, the fur, the flesh, and beneath where you'd expect to see a tiger, there is nothing. You just see Tala stood there, looking confused and victorious. Because Tala, the thing that you were stood on, or about to land on, is no longer there. You're just standing on ground. Where, where, where did it go? Or maybe it was never really here. Skylar's just sort of like looking around. Like he's prepared for more to just sort of spring up. He doesn't trust anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is happening with the temple and the volcano? Yes. Do things yes. seem to have calmed or are things still... An excellent question. The temple itself, again, in proportion to the island, seems to be fine. The temple isn't sinking into mm. the ground as much as the island still appears to be sinking. And that water level is now rising. It is very much starting to crest onto the spongy ground. The volcano, however, mm. you turn to look at it and you notice the smoke has stopped coming out of it. Okay. The volcano no longer seems to be on the crest of erupting, but the sea level does continue to rise. Well, I don't like that. I mean, I don't know what is happening. I mean, neither of these deities are my vibe. My gut is telling me that maybe Axel is trying to pull the island back down Mm. into the water. Um, So we might need to get back to town and see if we can salvage a ship. Axel thinks that Jarl stole the land from him, so he's reclaiming it. Mm. You can see Skylar's jaw kind of clench with that sort of anger, almost like someone's insulting their parent. You know, mm. it's not sitting right with him, but he he can concede that he cannot win this battle alone. Mm. He is but one man. So he sort of nods and is like, yeah, we should, we should go. Hendrix is looking at the volcano and thinking, and he's like, Jarl told me we had to break the cycle. And I've been thinking volcanoes have cycles, but it seems to have stopped whatever it's doing. And then he's looking around, it's like, but... It's not saved the island, so I don't know what to do. But maybe it's saved, like, the purity of Jarl's kind of spirit that was here, maybe? Hendrix wants to check to see if this temple has been saved and whether Jarl's happy for us to go or not. Okay. Um, so he's going to try and think about it in a warlocky sense. But mm-hmm. can I actually use my new divine sense? You may. Ooh. I want to say, Hendrix, roll me an arcana check first. Cool. 18. 18. You sort of turn on that slightly analytical side of your mind, that side of your mind that when you were training with the Ascalus, you were taught to hone in on. And you sort of extend that thought process out a bit. You know that this eldritch tiger being was something that was to do with Axel. Mm-hmm. The manner in which it disappeared, the sort of the melting and the sloughing off of the tar... That is something you've never seen before. You've never read about it. You wouldn't know anything about it. That's something weird 
that you can't quite tap into. The temple itself, again, it never seemed to be innately magical in the arcane sense, more in the divine sense. Mm. And you sort of focus on that aspect of the divine and you, you approach the temple now, probably one hand out as though you're sort of following a smell. And that is the first thing that sort of hits your, your nostrils. There's like a, a faint edge of sulfur. And for a moment you think it's coming from the volcano, possibly being pushed downwind. And then you realize it is coming from the temple. This this ever so slight sulfurous smell. And then Hendrix, you hear the clear ringing of a bell. And there's just like a teeny tiny sparkle at the very top of the temple. Like it's it's very nearly like a cheeky glint at the top of this temple. <laughs> and you get the impression that while the temple itself had been corrupted to a very thorough level, mm. it now feels uncorrupted and like it is recovering in and of itself. Aww. Almost as though there is something out there that is restoring or will restore the temple. Aww. He feels kind of, he gets a little choked up as he feels that. Mm. Yeah, he's kind of, in, in the course of all of this, he's made a little internal decision that he, he doesn't like what Axel's doing and wants to see it get reversed mm. a little bit. Uh, he's still figuring out what that means for mm. him. But he turns around to you guys and is like, I think the temple's all right. No, it, it was in trouble, but it seems like Yar's fixing it. Skylar kind of looks at... Hendrix like in confusion but also like Hendrix is an older man and so even though he knows that he doesn't particularly follow Jarl he kind of figures he has that old man wisdom yeah ah, yes that old man that. wisdom you know <laughs> where it's just kind of like ah yeah it checks out that you would know that you know so. <laughs> I actually have a plus zero in old man yeah. wisdom <laughs> so if the temple is kind of refreshing, do we want to head back and see what's going on with the the elves that are now here? Yeah. Aye, that's a good idea. Yes, Gala nods. So we will head back towards the town. You guys turn tail, leaving the temple and the volcano behind you. You start to make your way through the mangrove, but the water now is starting to rise. Um, Skylar, you're almost you almost feel like you're at home now. It's yeah. it's very nearly <laughs> like a swamp, like a bayou kind of thing going on. If you guys want to get there quickly, I'm going to need one of you to roll me a survival check. Skylar. Yep. <laughs> That's a 22. You have absolutely no troubles at all getting through this mangrove swamp. It's like the bayou. Exactly. <laughs> and you suddenly realise that this swamp, it's not had this much water in a long time. You get a sense that perhaps the tide has been out on this island for a very long time. You start to follow one track made by some sort of arboreal mammal, and you suddenly see there's, like, an opossum that's got, like, mm -hmm. nine babies underneath her, sort of just climbing Aww. up. Tyler, you notice that there's a, a single raccoon who's on a log. <gasps> he looks great. He looks like he's having a great time. He's enjoying the water. He's sort of Aww. splashing it with his little raccoon hands. Can I take some, like, like, a little piece of jerky or something that I have in my pack and give it to the raccoon, please? Uh, yes, you may take some jerky out of your pack and throw it toward the raccoon. Uh, roll me a dex. That is a 16. Yeah, you take a little bit of jerky out of your pack and you sort of just fling it underarm and it lands next to this little raccoon who sort of scurries around, looks at it, looks at you, looks back at the jerky, picks it up and holds Aww. it in his little bandit hands and starts munching on Yay. it. Yay! You feel as though he's having a great time. <laughs> I'm happy now. So does it seem like the place was meant to have this level of water and it just hasn't and now it's better? Hendrix, roll me a nature check. I've got a nine. I mean, with a nine, you, you get the distinct feeling that 
a sense of natural order has been restored ever so slightly with this water rising. Um, you feel as though perhaps the temple itself was initially made to account for that rise and fall in water as well. And there is this overall sense of relief coming from the island as well. That does make sense of the murals mm. we saw in the opening room. Almost as though it's planned. Carla originally was thinking, oh yeah, maybe Axel's now pulling it back down out of spite. But now she's thinking it's actually Luska who is helping to heal the island because in her narration of things, they were a team and liked each other and worked together. Mm. So now she's thinking, is it actually a good thing with the water and it's actually Luska, not Axel? Roll me an insight check. That is a 16 again. That's a fair assumption to make. So you guys make your way through the mangrove swamp and you find yourselves waist deep at the beach. There are elves sort of rushing around with arms full of like bundles of leaves and things like that. A gold goblet sort of floats past you. Ooh, I grab it. Okay. Mark down a golden goblet. Yeah. You get the impression that this is not a settlement that was built to withstand rising tides. Can we see Lamley anywhere or the crew? Uh, You cannot see Lamley or the crew, but you cannot yet see inside the big upended boat, which is still there. Oh, we should head there. I think so. You head towards the big boat, the main hut, and you see Lamley standing on top of his throne, just not wanting to get too wet with the crew sort of standing around, and they seem to be having a discussion based around leaving the island as best they can. Uh, Norma and Tiny specifically are making the point that this is half of a boat, so they could probably make an entire boat, given enough time. Mm. It's like there is a an uneasy peace that has been sort of brokered. Tala's going to walk forwards and say, so the tiger thing is gone, uh, the temple seems to be feeling better. What's the plan? So Pad will respond to you first and say, well, we're trying to convince these people that we can get them off the island, you know, get them back to where they came from. Uh, if we can just use their use their homes as boats, which naturally they're not so keen on. And Lamley then speaks up and says, uh, yeah, I don't want you to take my home in order to build a boat so you can go off and pillage other people's islands, mate. And Pad says, look, 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 I was just trying to stop the gold from floating away. Some of it was on plates, (laughs) and I was just stopping the plates from floating. Look, I put it back. I gave it to you. And Skylar, you notice there's like a few bits of gold and some very fine silk fabric sort of floating out from behind where Lamley is sitting. I just keep my um, goblet secret. (laughs) Okay, so do you guys think that your huts are still going to be here? Because it seems like the water's rising and they might not last at all. Lamley says, well, to be honest, we don't know what to do. There's there's never been a tide on the island, you see. This is quite quite new for us. Uh, As you can see, and he sort of gestures out and everyone's running around with stuff in their arms. Uh, we're freaking out a little bit. Can I try and flex my new plus eight <laughs> charisma? Do what you want. So yeah, Hendrix is basically going to say, look, this island spends at least half its time pretty much underwater. You've got an active volcano. This isn't where you guys are from in the first place. You've been here for however long. You've got homes to go to. You've got families to catch up with. And we're stranded here. I think we all need to work together and build a boat. Roll me a persuasion check. Thank you. I rolled a 24. What Lamley will say is, you can't build a boat out of wit wood, but would be willing to help you when we can help gather the wood. I don't know. Um, If only there was a way that we could, like, 
control water, you know? Or like, if I could shape water, I could shape it out of the wood. Well, sassy GM, I was about to have an aha moment, but you've robbed me of it. (laughs) So Hendrix has a brilliant idea (laughs) independently and says... Well, you know, if you gather the woods, I might have a way to fix that for you. He nods, jumps off his throne, and you hear him sort of leave and start yelling out instructions to people. Tala, you are reminded that there is a member of their community that is locked inside a jail in an area that is rapidly filling up with water. (laughs) Oh, Oh my gosh. So she just suddenly like goes, fuck. (laughs) And you just see her run away and I'm going to run to the cell. And do you run extra fast all of a sudden? Ah! Yes. I do run faster than normal. <laughs> yeah, so you, you guys see Tyler sort of standing there enjoying the conversation, nodding. She sort of freezes for a second, and then she you just hear splash, 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 sploosh, and she then goes under the water. You know, there's quite a few feet of water now. She swims off really quite quickly uh, in a direction towards the jail. Hendrix, you're waiting for wood. You're doing you're doing magical preparations. Tyler, you're heading towards the jail. Skylar, you're left alone in a sweet shop, <laughs> proverbially. Is there anything decent here? You've seen all the gold and the plates and the silver plates. You might even want to just go in the room, have a look around, who knows? Do you know what? I'd like to roll something so that I can have a look. And if there's anything particularly shiny... <laughs> you can roll me an investigation check. Uh, I only got like... Uh, so I rolled a two. Got a six. Oh. It's quite hard to see through all the water just quite how much gold there is. Um, There is a lot of gold, a buttload of gold, even just in terms of coin. There is, and you'd have seen this without the investigation check, there is a handle sticking out of a particularly large pile of gold. (gasps) While Skylar's thinking about the handle, Tala, Mm. you are making your way over to the jail. You see inside it a were-tiger. Oh no, he's stuck still! And this were-tiger is uh, frantically moving about inside the cage. There is not much space left within that cage for that tiger to be breathing out through. So what I want to do, like, big goal, is to break the jail and then grapple Glub. Okay. You can roll me an athletics check uh, for breaking the jail. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, that is a 22. You are easily able to pry these uh, wooden planks off the top of this jail. Roll me again to grapple the were-tiger. That is a dirty 20. You are able to grapple the were-tiger. It is exhausted. It is glad to not be in danger of dying. You do find it odd that this being is still cursed. Can I, is there anything that I could roll like insight or something to deduce why that might be or a way that we might be able to fix it? You could roll me Arcana. Hmm. Oh, that's an 18. So curses are tricky. Even to very powerful spellcasters, curses are tricky. Often the best way to remove a curse is to get the person who put down the curse originally to take it off or to kill them. The curse on this island might not necessarily have been placed by the hags, and you also know that some curses act like viruses, and once it is spread from the initial host, it cannot necessarily 
be cured through any means other than those that are magical. Okay, Tala's just gonna swim with the were-tiger club. I don't know quite how Lamley was involved with this pact, whether he might have any insight or know what like the first chain was. So she's just gonna swim back to the big hut and wait. Uh, you all noticed that the water has stopped rising. Okay. Yeah, so Tala brings over this were-tiger to the two of you who are also in the big hut. Hey guys, uh, sorry, I ran off. Um, I suddenly remembered that Glub was in the cage. Oh, shite. Yeah, um, but Glub is still Glub. And from what I can think, we either need some kind of caster who can remove the curse from him with magic. Um, we need the person who originally put the curse on to remove it. But I mean, the hags are dead. Mm. Or there's something about like the initial start of the curse. Um, so I feel like we need to ask Lamley exactly what kind of dirty pact mm, he made. Good idea. <laughs> when I talked to him about it earlier, he seemed to have a very foggy memory of it, but it was starting to come back to him, so we can try. The time of day by the sun, not by the hour, it is heading towards evening. Oh, shit. You would estimate, to put it in, in real time, five o'clock-ish. Well, at night, the tiger stops being a tiger, becomes glob again. I have learnt that, yes. So that's good. Oh, that is good. Skylar. You obviously heard Tala bringing this tiger over and telling everyone about the situation, but you are still in this back room. There is a handle sticking out of a pile of gold. I'm gonna look at it. Can I stealth to look at it? Uh, you can stealth your way over to it, sure. Yeah, so that so that nobody knows that I'm doing it. Yeah, uh, roll me a stealth check then. It's a 29. <laughs> Um, you are able to get over to this pile without even making a ripple in the water. Even you are amazed at that. Yeah. So you are by the handle sticking out of the pile of gold. I'm gonna see what the handle's attached to. You grab the handle. Mm. And as you pull out this handle from this pile of coins, uh, you rolled a very high stealth check, but that stealth check doesn't extend to the coins that the handle uh, is connected to. As you pull this handle, there's an ever so slight, very, very, almost imperceptibly quiet. And at first, as, as you bring it out, the first third, it seems like a longsword made of purest silver. And then after the first third, there is a small hook heading towards you. This hook is about three inches long. And you pull it out further. And this, what appeared to be a longsword, then sort of takes the shape of a scimitar with, the, with a curve going in the opposite direction. You bring this uh, sword, a scimitar, who knows, out. You notice that there is a rune on the splayed end of this sword. And it's an elven rune, meaning moonlight. Ooh, Ooh. Oh, you're gonna have to stab Glub. Yeah, yeah, right? So, what you have just pulled out is a sword called Moontooth. Nice. It counts as, as a scimitar, so it's 1d6. It also does an extra 1d4 piercing because of the little hook. And if used at night, it does an extra 1d6 radiant damage. Nice. I'm keeping this fucking thing. Very cool. Something else you, you do notice on the hilt there is a tiger with antlers. There's like a little tiger head with antlers on it. Oh, cool. Also, also, Ooh. all these coins have got elven writing on. Okay, I read it. Again, it's it's a weird dialect this time. It's not like old elvish, it's just a strange dialect. But you're able to discern that these coins were minted on the Isle of Saint. 
So style. Which might not mean anything to Skylar, but yes, style. <laughs> Where else were they going to be from? Style. That means absolutely nothing to Skylar, but he might pocket a few. Very well. Uh, <laughs> add five gold coins to your... Or add five gold, I suppose. Five style coins. Take five style points, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you going to leave the back room? Yes. I'm, I'm going to let your stealth carry over as well, because that was yeah. such a good stealth roll. Yeah, um, yeah. You guys turn to speak to Skylar, who has just stood there next to you, as though Skylar never left. The water level starts to recede. About three and a half minutes after Tyler brings the tiger over and Skylar never left, you start to see some bits of wood sort of get brought your way. But none of them, you know, there, there's nothing there that's like big enough to make a frame. It's as though they're sort of bringing you planks. It occurs to you that all of the big bits of wood are made holding up the towers. Uh, so we're going to need the towers. I'm going to go roll another persuasion check <laughs> yeah, on okay. Lamley. Hendrix, you sort of, you slosh out of the room. No damper than usual. The sun is now starting to dip into the water like a biscuit into a cup of tea. You round out of the out of the main house and you do find Lamley. He's helping uh, move up what looks to be some sort of a half-made chest that's got what appears to be some sort of dried food stuff in it, trying to keep it out of the water. So yeah, Hendrix is going to come over to him and be like, right, I've been looking at the wood you guys have brought. Basically, I used to be a sailor and I can tell you now we ain't got enough wood to finish your ship. He kind of nods to the towers and is like, if we're leaving the island, you're not going to need those. And we're going to need that wood. And I'd like to roll a persuasion. Yeah, yeah, roll, roll persuasion at advantage because of your previous one being so damn good. Yeah, that's a 25. Lamley says nothing at first. He sort of looks at the towers. He, he rubs his temples and he says, yeah, I'd... I should have thought of that. Sorry, I've had a long coma. That's true. It's been a very long coma. Uh, Jortan, Biro, yeah, if you could start... Um, and it's the next thing sort of appears to pain him. If you could start taking down the towers, we need to use the lumber. Oh, Lamley, he's had a hard day. Can I roll another persuasion to cheer him up? Yeah, fuck it. Go on, then. <laughs> Hendrix is attached to him because he's like, when you were Lullab, you were my, you were my friend. Okay, that is um, a 21. You know, just kind of like put a hand on the shoulder, maybe just have a quiet word. Just be like, look, you're doing a really good job. You've been going through a hell of a lot lately and you're keeping it together. You're a good leader to these people. He, he turns to you and he has like one of those smiles. It's like, I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. That means a lot. That's the vibe of the smile. It's a very kind smile. Aww. Hendrix resists the urge to offer him a pocket crab. <laughs> Tyler and Skylar, when you hear Lamley telling people to basically tear down the towers, uh, the crew sort of all look at each other, shrug, and go off to help people dismantle towers and take things down. Over the course of the next hour or so, you hear the Hendrix to you familiar creaking sounds of wood being torn apart and torn down. And these bits of wood are then brought in front of you. The sun then starts to set as well as you begin trying to dry these bits of wood. And as Hendrix dries the wood, it seems as though every time he dries a bit of wood, the sea level sinks ever so slightly. As the sun completely dips below the water, leaving but a single ribbon of golden light, the were-tiger changes into a, a drow elf and looks up at you all, very confused, very tired. So I'm now just holding an elf? A naked elf, yes. Ah, wonderful. A few of the elves sort of rush over at this point and start fussing. 
Hendrix, you've been able to dry a lot of this wood, uh, but roll me an roll me an history check. An history check. Oh, I hate that. Twenty three. Building a ship can take a long time, uh, and they often have specific yards made for the easy building of ships. Yeah. Hendrix, can you roll me a Constitution saving throw as well, please? How much I can deal with that knowledge? Pretty much. <laughs> oh, nat twenty. <laughs> You've been doing a lot of magic. But you're fueled by a desire to leave this island that you were placed on. You are pretty certain you were placed on this island as punishment. So your your desire to leave the island is fueling your spells. <laughs> as the last traces of sunlight disappear over the horizon, there is a green flash. Oh, shit. The wind starts to pick up. It sort of ramps up very, very slowly, whining at first and then working its way up to a howl. If any of you were to look at the sky, you'd see the clouds that had sort of been circling overhead almost this entire time, starting to swirl out as though they're getting dispersed away. There is a sensation that overtakes all of you. Your your skin starts to stand on end. You all feel like a, a slight catch in your throat as these winds pick up they start going from a from a howl into a gale and it's almost as though these winds are circling around the island now can all three of you roll me a perception check please dirty 20 26 um that's an eight hendrix (laughs) you have been in storms before they are not going to stop you from getting on with your work tala and skylar you notice almost cutting through these winds is the prow of a boat made made of a golden wood that sort of sails through this wind barrier that's been created by the weather it has a single mast that rises high and true rolled up sails oddly enough no paddles coming out from underneath and yet it cuts effortlessly through these winds and it stops almost as though it was being remote controlled to use a strange phrase in a fantasy setting, (laughs) right in the centre of the bay. Quite a way away from the shore, but it feels intentionally placed there. Can we go investigate it? You may. Come out to it, Tala. Yeah. I want to go see what the boat is. Tala's going to go on a recon mission. Tala's going to go on a recon (laughs) mission. Tala, you swim out towards this boat. It's a big-ass boat. If I was to use an actual boat description, I would say... It's the size of a brig, but it has just one sail, which is unusual for a boat of this size. As you approach, the waters almost get calmer the closer you get to it, in spite of these winds that continue to sort of rush around. Okay. And there's this catch in your throat, almost as though if you were to speak, you'd break down in tears. Just from Just from relief, almost. As you get near this boat, you notice that there is a figurehead draped in ropes. Yeah. There is a ladder at the side of the boat. I will climb the ladder. You climb the ladder onto a pristine deck. I'm gonna say, hello? Is anyone here? Silence. All you can hear is the wind rushing. Can Tala do some kind of nature, religion, voodoo? Because this feels like this boat has been brought here on the water alone. You might want to do a religion check for that one. As a 15. Uh, Luska has been known to rescue sailors lost at sea, but this doesn't seem very on brand for Luska. Okay. Her stuff tends to be a lot more in celebration of all things aquatic. Mm-hmm. Whereas this boat seems to show no signs of wear 
at all. You notice, walking around this boat, I presume you're walking around, Yeah. the handrails that lead up to the helm have a symbol on top of them. And this symbol is four circles that interlock with a singular circle Mm-hmm. in the middle. That's the five winds then, I assume. Is that what that symbol means? Tala would recognise that symbol as the symbol of Venta, the goddess of the five winds. Nice. Ooh. So Venta is pleased that we fixed the island. So if I explore the ship, is there anything on here? Uh, any persons, any stuff? Any? Um... There is no one on the ship. Is there anything on the ship other than like the body of the ship itself? Below deck... There is a map that has been rolled out that you recognise to be a be a map of the Isles of Nautisca. Is there anything highlighted or circled or...? Yes. Where there is usually a portion of the map in the top left that is sort of always shaded out in black, often with the words mm-hmm. black mist written in and a big red cross through it, mm-hmm. there is instead a whirlwind, a tornado of sorts in that corner. Ooh. And as you look at it and you really stare at it, this tornado seems to be very slowly shifting, almost like the illustrations do in, in Harry Potter. Oh, cool. Back on the island, Hendrix, you're focusing on your wood, I guess. You didn't notice this. Yeah, he didn't even see the no. boat. He's got no idea you, it's You don't here. even know that Tyler's gone. <laughs> I am going to, uh, I will point it busy. out. Oh, thank you, <laughs> merciful Skylar. Yeah, Skylar <laughs> is still like, hey, Hendrix, have you seen this? Awesome, busy. There's a boat. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> holy shit indeed. Hendrix, you see a brig. That's a nice looking brig. Tyler, she just went swimming out there. She's going to be able to tell us more. All right. Those of you that are on the island turn to the south and you see Pad standing there, bathed in a very soft light. Unusual, it being at night. If you were to look even closer, you might see a single tear leaving his eye. What? What are you doing there, Pad? I'm going to go over to him. Hey, Pad, you all right? As you finish that sentence, you also start to feel that catch in your throat, Skylar. As Pad sort of swallows uh, the the lump in his throat, sort of brings his hand up to, to wipe away the impression of the tear. As he brings his hand up, you can see his palms are slightly red with something. He says, uh... She's she's come to save us. It's amazing. My, he he then turns to you straight, Skylar, and says, "I I never believed that that the gods were were really real, you know. And since we've been here, I I didn't know what to do. I was in the jail cell. You guys were off, and I I prayed. I prayed to my god, and she listened." Skylar doesn't follow Venter or really know much about anyone else's religion, but he he gets it, you know, and so he kind of goes. Yeah, it's, it's funny what they can do, huh? Pad's left hand moves now. And you can see as he sort of, his rapier, the, the pommel of his rapier has a symbol on it. Uh, four circles interlocking with another one in the middle. And the, that symbol is glowing, which seems to be the thing that was bathing him in this light. Tala, you want a boat? There is a single lifeboat or a rowing boat at the back. So Tala will leave the boat and climb back down the ladder and she will swim Does back Does Tala to shore. climb down the ladder? I mean, no, she dives off the boat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so she will kind of dive off the boat in a very kind of showy sense. She's really pleased to be back near mm-hmm. water. And I will run back to shore to where all the people are and be like, hey, um, I think you guys are building a really good boat. They're not. Um, we've got a free one. <laughs> just out there waiting. I think 
it's like a gift from Venta. So I think we must have done a good job with the temple. Um, Cause I mean, it's just hanging out there for free. No, and we need a boat. There's no crew? Nope, no one. What? I know, it's weird, huh? <laughs> it's very cool. Hendrix, you have heard stories of ghost ships that arrive with the sails filled up with no crew on. And then once people get on board, the crew come out of the woodwork and take their lives. You know, they tell stories of ghost ships that arrive with the sails rolled up and no crew. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to know there's no go. I don't trust anything given for free by the sea. Yeah, I looked everywhere. There's like a cool map below deck. But other than that, it's just an empty boat. Hendrix looks at the beautiful, beautifully made boat and his sailor senses appreciate how good it is. Mm. He looks at the um, half-drowned island that we've spent a lot of time on and uh, he thinks he would like to get on the boat, but he's not sure about these ghosts. <laughs> so he's going to fashion himself a superstitious sailor trinket to be safe from them. I can do it. <laughs> I do. On the big fancy boat, did I see a brig? Or a jail of sorts. Um, they they didn't seem to be a holding cell of any sort. It doesn't seem to be that sort of designed for that. Okay. The only problem is, so there is nowhere to keep someone. I'm so sorry. I know your name is Glub, and I feel like that's not your name. She says to who she knew to be Glub. The were tiger, previously known as Glub, turns to you and says, "Oh, um, my name's Jenel." Uh, Jenel. Okay. Hi, Jenel. I'm Tala. Nice to meet you. We have met, but Hi. you probably don't remember. Depending what happens, it might change if we leave the island, but there's a chance that come morning, you'll go back into a tiger that will want to kill us all. I'll tell you what, mate. I'm fucking naked. I have to say, it was weird, because, like, there was a time where I felt like this is going to sound absolutely bizarre. I felt like I was a fish inside a cat. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I felt <laughs> like a fish inside a cat. And then, like, I woke up inside the cage, and the water was coming up, right? Yeah. And like, I felt like doing things chaotically, but I didn't want to eat people's faces anymore. Ooh. Well, that's good. Which I think is growth. And basically an entire conversation goes on where he explains to you in that annoying voice. You learn from this conversation that the transformation, while it changes him physically, as far as personality changes go, mm -hmm. he will be less likely to lean towards the law. Okay, but he will still not want to kill He'll us. He'll be, be more likely to act on impulse than anything. Sure. So can everyone swim? If not, there is a small boat we could maybe ferry back and forth. Hendrix, you hear the word small boat and you decide that might be better for you than swimming. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Ta yes. Tala will probably motion to like a tiny and pads to help her with the boat. I'm assuming it would not be a one-person yeah, job. Yeah, sure. Um, Norma goes up to tiny and pad and ties a little uh, a robe or cloak around them. They both they both pop the no. hoods up and as you spring into the water they spring after you and you feel as though you're being accompanied by two manta rays because they're wearing cloaks of the manta yeah. ray. Aww. You all see this. The second that Pad reaches the ship, uh, another set of sails just appears. Oh, it's because it's his boat because he prayed. Aww. Pad climbs up and, and you notice, Tyler, he sort of traces his fingers along the along the banister, along the balustrade. Mm. His feet sort of pad up the steps Aww. towards the helm. 
And he stands there for a moment as, as yourself and Tiny pull yourselves on board. Thanks, Pad, for helping. <laughs> Classic Pad. I know. I presume the two of you make your way over to the lifeboat while Pad is sort of lost in awe, AWE. Yeah, she'll, she'll kind of tell him that there is a cool map down below if he wants to go look, because she imagines that would interest him. Um, almost as though in a dream, he stands at the helm and his hand sort of grasps onto the wheel. He grasps it, and as he grasps it, all the sails unfurl. Nice. And you guys can see on the mainsail is this huge symbol of these four rings that intersect with a single ring in the middle. The boat turns towards the island and heads towards you all. Nice. Um, it gets sort of as close as the boat can conceivably get while it's at what this island would refer to as low tide. Yeah, well, Tyler Tar will just like lean over once they get close and be like, Hendrix, do you still want the boat? No, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> Hendrix is not afraid of water. This is too shallow to drown him. You can drown in two inches of water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. DM, I know it's, I know it's, there's water everywhere because of the tide. But are there any shells anywhere on the, in the water now? Because the tide has receded, down the beach. There are a few shells there. <gasps> Yay! What shells? There's quite a lot of Scotch bonnet shells there. You find um, scattered amongst these Scotch bonnet shells a couple of Atlantic deer cowrie shells. Mm -hmm. um, so the Scotch bonnet shell represents comfort in the Triton culture. The Atlantic deer cowrie shell, which represents resilience in the Triton culture. Uh, and you also find sort of almost, this is the first thing that you do see as you're looking for the shells, uh, you find a banded tulip, which is representative of cooperation in the Triton community. Aww. These are very small examples of them, though. This beach is not yet brought fully back to life, you understand. Um, so Tala's going to, she's going to take a Scotch bonnet. Very well. Not to be confused with the very hot chilli pepper. <laughs> and everyone is able to get themselves on the boat. When I get on the boat, I would like to look for ghosts. You absolutely may. Uh, I've turned Tormaine back into a staff, and I'm going to walk around tapping the boat with my staff mm -hmm. and generally looking for ghosts. Okay. Roll me an arcana. And can I also do another accidental divine sense? You may, yes. It's 14. It's better than I thought it was going to be. With a 14 arcana, I mean, this is definitely a magical boat. I don't think that needs to be said any more explicitly than that. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be cursed. It doesn't seem to have any magical form of propulsion. Short of you suspect it will cope very well with very little wind. Cool. With, your, with your accidental use of uh, divine sense... It's almost like a tiny heavenly choir is coming from your pocket crabs. Um, it's it's like one of them is scuttled up onto your shoulder and is like going like, Aah. this <laughs> boat is giving you big celestial energy. You keep walking around sort of rattling your, your charm and stomping your staff, leaving dents in the pristine wood. <laughs> That's Hendrix. <laughs> you don't seem right? to find any undead or fiends. All right, it seems to be ghost-free. Kind of calls that to everyone as if it was an important <laughs> job that he just performed for the group. Um, Tala will also show Hendrix the map and point to where the tornado is mm -hmm. and say, so you know how in like your dreamscape the gods were fighting? Do you think that maybe Venta's got like some battle happening up here? 
Because normally that's like blocked out of every other map. We don't I think you're right. Oh, shite. And that means the one after Venter is going to be the mother, Reyna. As you guys are discussing this, Scarly notices that the rigging on this boat is very well made. The second thing you notice is that Shimmer has made themselves at home at the very tippy top. Oh, I was really hoping they'd appear. With parrots on their shoulder, um, making sort of general happy chirp noises. Skyly, you sort of turn back to the island. There's a sense of a job done. Not necessarily a job well done, but a job done. Mm. You feel a connection to your crown as you stare at this island. Yeah. It feels like he's achieved something, but not enough. Mm. And it makes him very aware that he needs to gather as many resources as possible in order to get home and deal with the situation there. But he is starting to see that this is a a bigger problem than he could have even imagined. As Skylar stands there, looking over the island, leaning on the balustrade, you feel an ever so slight, almost like a suggestion of two fatherly hands on either shoulder and it comforts him. He kind of grits his teeth and sort of presses it, uh, presses his reaction down a little bit because he's like, don't randomly start crying. He keeps it to himself, but he's very uh, reassured, but in a way that kind of makes his loneliness more emphasized. Mm -hmm. He's kind of aware that he is on his own. And as Skylar has his moment to himself, Pad yells an order. About turn! No one does anything as the boat itself turns in the water, heads towards the wind barrier that had formed around the island, and you sail into the gale. But as you approach, it's like there's a bubble around you. And when you expect it to be battered by winds, there's just calm surrounding you as you finally leave the island. Yeah, Pad is going to be just unstoppable now and we need to be ready. Bye-bye, Island. Bye, Island. What lies in store for our adventurers? Why has this wind whipped up around the island? And will we ever see the raccoon again? We'll have to find out next time on Dice and a Slice. I'm Alicia. I play Triton. That's not her name. You play Triton. <laughs> me, me, D and D. Do Triton. Oh my god, my brain. <laughs> Do you play Triton? Alicia, play Triton. <laughs>